Many people dream of a career in television, interviewing celebrities and reporting on various topics in the media. From a college basketball player to an award-winning anchor on Good Morning America, Robin Roberts' elaborate career accomplishments have included local radio and TV broadcasting, national broadcasting with ESPN, and her current lead anchor role with GMA. She recently had the honor of hosting Jeopardy! as the first ever black and openly LGBTQ woman. Robin also runs a standalone production company, Rockin' Robin, whose mission is to inform, uplift, enlighten, and entertain. Along with this, she's a New York Times best-selling author of the book Brighter by the Day, where she shares positive and uplifting advice and experiences throughout her life and career. About six years ago, I interviewed Robin for a class project where we had to research someone who made an impact in their society and was affiliated with sports. I chose Robin because I admired her, watching her every morning before school on TV. This year, I once again thought of Robin as she is someone I still continue to admire for her hard work and dedication to TV broadcasting and helping her community. Robin, thank you so much for being here. Uh, Rachel, it is my honor and it's good to see you again. Good to see you too. Okay, the first question I wanted to start with um, is what factors contributed to you leaving your successful college basketball career behind and deciding to take an interest in TV broadcasting? Oh, my goodness. Um, I loved being an athlete. I still consider myself one. The older I get, the better I was. But I played basketball. I was, um, gosh, I won the state bowling championship in Mississippi when I was 12 years old. And I, I wanted to stay in athletics as a profession. But there's something about ability. You know, you got to be, you know, really, really good. And I was just really good, not really, really good. And so I thought of another way because you, I know that you often hear about find whatever it is that you're passionate about and figure out a way to get paid for it. So I was passionate about sports and I figured out a way to get paid for it by being a sports journalist. And then it just transitioned into instead of being passionate about sports and being interested in journalism, I became passionate about journalism and being able to be a storyteller and have an impact in that kind of way. And I got to tell you, my athletic background really helped me, you know, about teamwork and setting goals and all those things that I transferred into my, my life, my profession as a, as a journalist. I'm sure that transition was a little weird, but obviously yeah. you found your way throughout the process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you find a way. Of course. Um, between your successful career in broadcasting and the various awards you've won and the books you have written, what is your favorite accomplishment that you've had? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, like, the one that I really... I mean, I'm very fortunate that people have recognized me in different ways, and I've received honors, um, awards, which mean all of them mean so much to me. The Arthur Ashe Award for Courage that I received from the ESPYs after coming back from um, my second bout with cancer was very important to me. But I would have to say it was being voted by Reader's Digest as the most trusted person on television trust. And as a journalist, and we've been maligned a little bit in, in recent years about, you know, fake news and we can't be trusted. And so to be honored by viewers, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't, it was a poll that was taken and I was voted most trusted. And that really 
really meant a lot to me um, because I think without trust, and I, and I think it goes both ways, I trust the viewer. I, I, I trust that I'm going to give you unfiltered information, and I trust you to make the decisions that are best for you. I'm not going to tell you what my decision would be. Um, it's about relaying the proper information so people can make informed decisions on their own. Right. Um, and again, that that's some that's an amazing honor that you were given through your career and very well deserved. Um, Thank you. Of course. Staying kind of in the topic of broadcasting and interviewing, do you feel that being a woman and a woman of color has affected your career in any way, shape, or form, whether it be through your broadcasting career, moving from sports broadcasting to broadcasting on a major news network? Um, gosh, you know, I, um, you know, I, when I was in sports, I felt that people saw me, they saw the woman. They didn't see a black woman. It was because, of, wow, another woman wants to get in sports. Why does a woman want to be a sportscaster? We want men to tell us about football and baseball and tennis and all that. So I thought that my, my gender uh, was a factor. And then uh, when I moved from sports and became more involved in, in news, um, I, I felt it was more of, of my race. And it never, never, how do I say this? Um, I remember one time when I was not much older than you that um, I went to my parents because I thought that I was denied a job because I'm a black woman. And I was, I was moaning and groaning and all that. My parents were listening to me very intently and I was, um, and I expected them to go like, that's, that's so wrong. How can someone do that? And they said, you know, Robin, could it be that you're not qualified yet for that position? that you haven't done the work for that position. Don't look for excuses. Don't look and say, oh, it's because I'm black or it's because I'm a woman that I didn't get this or, or get that. And I really appreciated that. And it made me go, okay, I know, especially when I was in sports and even now in the profession that I'm in, I don't see as many people who look like me, especially when I was in sports. They were usually uh, white males. And I knew that my margin of error was less than theirs. Like if they made a mistake, it'd be okay. And if they got fired, uh, they, another white gentleman could be hired. If I got fired, if I didn't do the job, it was going to be more difficult for someone who looks like me to be hired. And I didn't look at that as a burden. I looked at it as a responsibility. And I've often said that, and my mother taught me this too, I am going to be the first. And I have been the first in many aspects of my career. I never wanted to be the last. I never, I was proud to be the first, but I wanted to make sure whatever I could do to make sure that I was not the last one who looked like me to be hired. And so it kind of, it's all how you, it's all about perspective. You know, people can look at um, things negatively. Uh, I, I tend to look at things positively and just looked at it as it was an opportunity and that I wanted to be where I could be seen and heard and I'm so grateful that all along in my career, I had wonderful people who believed in me, news directors, sports directors, um, editors who just really valued me and valued my perspective as a black woman. And that I had worth and value. And I appreciated that they saw that. And more importantly, I'm, I'm so proud that I believe that in myself, which was very, very key. 
this is one of my favorite questions. From all of the guests you have interviewed, who had the greatest impact on your life? Woo! You are you are coming in you have coming in hot. <laughs> oh my gosh, these are all the greatest impact. Oh gosh, I've been really fortunate to um, from the the greats in sports to politicians to um, just people from all walks of life. Um, it's I know this is going to be a little odd, but the one that really had an impact on me, her name is Judge Esther Salas. She's a judge in New Jersey um, and the first uh, Latina to be uh, a judge where she is in New Jersey on that on, the, on a high level. And tragically, her her son was murdered in their home. The person really came to the house to kill her because he was a, a self-proclaimed male chauvinist. I mean, this is something that he claimed to be. And he didn't like the fact that this Latino woman was a judge and he wanted to kill her. And, and her son answered the door and he unfortunately was killed and her husband was severely uh, injured, but is, uh, is doing better. And why I say it had an impact, this woman had every right to be angry, bitter, nasty, at the world and all that. And she said, hate is heavy, love is light. And that had such an impact on me, how she could still, with so much being taken from her only son, her only child. And I, I, was, I just always remembered that about her. And it's true, love is light, hate is heavy. And why, sometimes we don't wanna forgive, because we think we're gonna we're letting somebody off the hook, you are letting somebody off the hook. You're letting yourself off the hook when you forgive, and that's something she taught me, and I was very appreciative of, of being able to to spend some time and to learn from her. Judge Esther Salas, very powerful, beautiful, dynamic woman. Yeah, amazing story too. Um, kind of ver veering away from the broadcasting side. Um, what do you feel is the hardest part of being a celebrity, especially through the eyes of today's media? <laughs> um, gosh, that we're not allowed to make mistakes. That, um, wow, you're just, which, you know, we're human like everybody else, and um, we're going to make mistakes. We should apologize. Especially. This is how I look at it. I'm going to make, I, I know I'm not going to get everything right, but I know, Rachel, always my intention is for good. I don't, it's, and that, knowing someone's intentions uh, behind their actions. But I feel that um, we are just expected to be perfect and people um, just don't realize that we're just like everybody else and we're trying to do the best that we can with what we have. And it's, you know, Billie Jean King often talked about uh, who happens to be a dear friend. And there's something about when you're in the spotlight, when you're uh, in a leadership position or, or, or what have you, um, it's not a burden. It's, it's, it's a privilege. And so that's how I, I look at it. So if people want to criticize or, or, or whatnot, as long as it's constructive, 
um, I have no problem with that. And I know that when you're in the spotlight, there's a, also really, you're, you're in the spotlight and people really want to shine a light on you good as you're doing, which I appreciate. And sometimes people want to shine a light on you uh, for negative reasons. But I look at their intentions. I know what my intentions are. Do you think that that has impacted the choices you have made throughout your career in any way? Oh, um, I have gotten better as I've gotten older. I know you're a little young and it's, it's great. I mean, you're so, you're wise beyond your years <laughs> right now. And I, I'm just so excited about uh, what the future holds for you, Rachel. I mean that sincerely. Um, but I, I'm very grateful that I've, I've learned as I've gotten older um, to cut myself some slack and to also not expect myself to be perfect and also to forgive myself when I fall short and not to hold myself to unrealistic standards. So in, in that way, it has impacted me. Um, for you personally, do you have any routine that you follow to maintain a healthy lifestyle or maintain your successes? I've got on my leggings. I'm ready. I'm going to go get on my Peloton right after this. Okay. I, I, I am so grateful and I'm glad that you're involved in sports as well because it stays with you. I mean, it's just being active. It's moving. It's, it, I just really, I, I do, I did Pilates yesterday. I'm going to hop on my Peloton bike. Now I really have to, because I told you, so now I can't go sit on the couch after this. I'll go get on my bike. Um, I usually do Pilates twice. I work with, um, a trainer, um, I would say he's a physical therapist, but he's also a, a trainer that I have. So I would say three to four times a week, I'm doing something. Um, I, I try to eat well, um, moderate is as far as maybe a glass of wine at night, but be moderate with that. And just really, um, just really take care of myself, not just physically, but um, emotionally. I, I meditate. I meditate once to twice a day. I take that time to be quiet. As much as I, I talk about being active and being on the move, sometimes you just have to sit still. And I, I'm glad I found meditation about five years ago. And it's really it's really helped me in, in a lot of ways to maintain my mental wellness as well as my physical wellness. Right. Um, that's. I think that is one of the most important parts of any lifestyle is definitely yeah. having that balance of if even if you're just in high school, your schoolwork, your friendships, your exercise, it's all it's all a tipping balance that you kind of have to keep yeah. maintained. Um, That's true. Balance is key. Yeah. Um, if you could say anything to whether it's the elementary school students like me when I was in fifth grade or the middle school <laughs> students or me now in high school. What, what, what is one thing you would say that would be your best piece of advice to those kids? Uh, my best piece of advice would be to dream big, but focus small. Have big goals. Have big dreams. I believe in goals more so than dreams. Goals are something that you write down, and it's attainable. Dreams seem to be out there in the universe somewhere. But I, I want you to have that big vision for yourself, but focus small. We tend to just think about what our ultimate goal is, what our ultimate dream is, whatever the ultimate is, but we don't take the time to understand the necessary steps to get there. 
and to be patient and persistent. Okay, young ones, be patient and persistent. Surround yourself with people. Um, your tribe determines your vibe. The people that you have around you. I love to be around positive people. I don't see the glass half full or half empty. I see the glass. It's all about perspective. And I tell you and I'll tell everybody else, you got to change the way you think in order to change the way you feel. Sometimes I'll wake up and I'll start, my mind will get going. I'll go, okay, I have GMA today. We're doing, oh gosh, uh, Jennifer Garner's coming in. Mark Ravalo, have I seen the movie? Oh, I'm talking with Rachel. Oh, okay, then I'm doing Pelt. And then I find myself going, wait, wait, just, just slow down. Just slow down. And so I, I, you can have it all, but not all at the same time. But my main one is to dream big and focus small. Um, I, I think that's really key for all of us to keep in mind. Definitely. And don't let fear keep you from your destiny. Okay. I mean, we all, we're all scared. I'm scared. I'm scared half the time. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know why people think that if you've reached a certain level of success that you're just, you're fearless. No, I, I, I'm, I, I have fear, but I don't let it keep me from my destiny. I don't let fear stop me. It's something that I recognize and I push through and it's something that's really served me well because if I had fear will keep you on the sidelines and you want to get in the game don't you Rachel of course you get in the game yeah uh that's yeah I couldn't probably have said anything better um <laughs> on a fun note this is one of yeah. my favorite questions I ever ask anyone uh -oh. if someone was going to make a movie about your life who would you want to play you, and who would you want to perform your soundtrack? <laughs> Those are two good ones. I never thought about the, the soundtrack one. Um, who would I want to portray me? You know, and it, it's just because I saw her today, and I really, really like her, and we're very like-minded, though we don't look anything alike, uh, Jennifer Gardner. I love Jennifer Gardner. You should follow her on social media. She's positive. She does a two-two Tuesday where she has people who are dancing and stuff like that. She's a great mom. Um, I love her spirit. I love her acting, I, and I love I love who she is. My fallback was always Halle Berry because I'm often confused for Halle Berry. She's just gorgeous. But um, Jennifer Gardner, my soundtrack. Ooh, who would play the soundtrack? I would say India Re. She is really her lyrics, you know, she got me through when I had cancer, and I lost my hair and her song, I am not my hair. I am not my, I'm, I'm the soul that lives within. And so her lyrics are really, really powerful. And I, th I really think speaks to the person that I, I hope to be and, and hope that I am. Right. Uh, well, thank you. Thank, yeah, you, thank you so much. I, it, it's honestly amazing to be able to talk to you again. My best to your family. Bye. This podcast was created by Rachel Newman.